Welcome to the Weird Internet Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Jarrell, and my co-hosts, Chris and Alejandro. Hey guys. Yo. Today we're going to be diving into a interesting topic concerning quite a famous billionaire who's been taking the internet by storm. But we're not going to be just talking about him. We're going to be talking about his fans. Some call it the Musk stands. Some call them the Elon stands. Here at the Weird Internet Podcast, we like to call them the Elon Musk stands. Just, you know, get straight to the point. Anyways, come join us as we explore the origins of this fandom, where it came from, where it is now, and our takes. It's going to be a very weird episode, just because you can find these stands pretty much anywhere on the internet, as long as you chant the words Elon Musk. Yeah, I hear if you, if you close your eyes and throw salt over your shoulder and spin around three times and whisper his name and then uh, write his name backwards in lipstick on your mirror, then he shows up behind you. And you get some free, you get some like free share. I don't know. I, I yeah, saw Dogecoin. it on Wall Street. Guys, I think it's so Dogecoin. I'm not sure. Someone might trolling me. I don't know. Yeah, Dogecoin. Yeah, I think he he just it appears. Takes to, yeah, don't do it. My my mirror is all fucked up right now. It's it's just, it's so bad. Yeah. Well, anyways, we will dive right in. I'm gonna just cut it right there, and then now we can do the intro. <laughs> all right. Okay, I'm going to start the origins in three, two, one. So today's topic is about the Elon Musk fandom, or as we like to call them, the Elon Musk stands. This internet community kind of just appeared out of nowhere, similar to how the K-pop stands just came to existence the moment that fans of K-pop proliferated on the internet. Elon Musk stands appeared just as randomly as that. After hours of research between the three of us, we weren't really able to distinguish specifically when the Elon Musk stands evolved and were birthed into existence. But we did find out when Elon made his Twitter. I think it was in 2011 or 2010, correct me. 2009. And then he oh, really okay. started to like take off or I guess starting to like, he started to make more tweets around 2011. Yeah. Ah, okay, okay. So, yeah, so we're going to assume that the origin of this fandom began at around that time when he, he started to really up his tweets. And for some reason, they just continued to grow and explode in, in f- ferocity. They've, they really became themselves somewhere in between 2013 and 2015. Due to some of the background research that I ended up experiencing... <laughs> I was able to find out that initially a lot of the Musk fandom, Elon Stan fandom, I, I really don't know what to call this, guys. But Elon Standom. <laughs> Elon, Elon Standom. Standom. Yeah, just call it the Standom. <laughs> the, the Elon Standom. Yes, the Elon Standom. They really began to take hold and, and accelerate in, in recruiting members sometime in 2013, 2014, when Tesla was beginning to see its initial success with the Roadster, the Model S, or was it the Model X? Model no. 3? I don't know. No, Model 3 was like more recent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But yes, we started to see a lot more of these individuals on the Twitter verse appear as part of the Elon standum, 
around that time of that success. And they've only be, they've only continued to evolve, multiply and exponentially explode all over the vast expanse that we call the internet. You make and, them sound like they're a plague drill. <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> what are you trying to say here, man? In, in, in my defense, my I, I believe I was a part of this Elon standum at, at oh, some point geez. because I was a huge fan of, of Solar City and my dad also had a Tesla. Actually, he bought the Tesla, I think, in about 2014. So around the same time that like the popularity had like an enormous spike. And so I, yeah, I was a huge fan of those two two companies and yeah, I was even even greater fan of when the flamethrowers that <laughs> he used to fundraise the boring company came about as well. So yeah, I, I would say that this this standum <laughs> this is such a weird such a such a weird take. This standum definitely kind of exploded then and has only continued to kind of dominate what happens on the internet. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. Uh, but anyways, en- enough about the history and origins. It's, it's, it's a relatively young community, given how long Twitter's been around and given how long Elon Musk's hair has continued to fall and kind of come back. So, <laughs> <laughs> so let's just dive into more of the current events. This is stuff that's actually a bit more concrete and we can actually talk about in more detail. Can you give me a lowdown, Alejandro, just a, just a speed list of the past maybe five years of Elon Musk? The past five years of Elon Musk. Well, when I think back to five years, 2016, I'm thinking, okay, this man's really starting to pop off. Like he has some companies, right? You got Tesla, you got SpaceX. And what really made me pay attention to Elon Musk, and this is going to sound kind of weird, but it was his first appearance on the Joe Rogan experience. Oh, no. uh, I think this was in either 2017 or 2018. I, I remember during this uh, JRE, Joe Rogan experience episode, <laughs> Elon Musk, who admittedly, he even said, he's like, yeah, I don't really smoke much weed. And if you know Joe Rogan or if you've watched his videos, he's probably brought up weed or DMT at some point. It's just a guarantee. And Joe Rogan offers Elon a blunt notable businessman, reputable man, genius, some might say revolutionary. He takes the blunt and he just takes a fat rip of that blunt. And he he basically just went to town. He was just drinking whiskey, you know, just really letting loose on the show. And it was, it was a good episode. But after that, his share price plummeted. And so that was kind of the, I guess... That was at least my introduction to this whole Elon stands, this Elon standum, just because I didn't know why so many people were like so outraged that this happened. I was like, dude, this is cool. Like she's just smoking a blunt. But yeah, that's when it kind of hit me. Like a lot of people are really paying attention and like they're riding this Tesla wave. So that was kind of crazy. Um, anyway, so that that's kind of my perspective of the current events, my very like small encapsulated view through like jre and then from there okay now i can kind of see tesla man tesla oh that's crazy it's going up so quickly and so that was kind of my experience with elon within like the last five years i'm curious to hear what you guys how you guys have experienced elon in the last few years (laughs) elon and the elon standum i would say 
a lot of exaggerated science, I think, has been the definition of, of Elon Musk. And not in a bad way. I think there is a lot of merit to hyping up an idea and getting investors to put money on it. And so I think his strategy to kind of bring stuff forward that is seemingly impossible and then getting really close to accomplishing it is insanely impressive and deserves to be applauded. But I think that's also the reason why uh, a lot of people who don't understand what's going on easily fall prey to his theatrics and theatrics being the flamethrowers from the boring company (laughs) theatrics like uh teasing about the hyperloop and really getting everybody hyped up about it the ev craze as recent as 2020 uh, a lot of companies started to really double down on their electrical vehicles Uh, you were seeing a lot more investments in electric and clean energy companies and then even more recently he was just on this new app called clubhouse And that generated a lot of hype and a lot of interest in the app. When before it was just a couple of VCs, you know, call back to VC Twitter. Yay. (laughs) And so, yeah, so Musk, I think he does a great job of feeling like he is one of the people on the internet. He makes it really feel like that. He says shit and does shit that I think I would do if I was in his position. But at the same time, he has also defined a good chunk of my internet experience. And I think that's the reason why I, at some point, was an Elon Stan, I think. Because if you don't know much about him, you'll really like his content. (laughs) (laughs) This feels like a support group for people who are like previously Elon Stans. You know, you you just get sucked into, you just got sucked into the allure, you know, he's just, he's such a charming guy. Yo, little did I know. Yo, did I know. But actually, though, (laughs) actually, though, because, hey, he's a billionaire and he does a lot of things that most rich people don't do because it's true. You look at Jeff Bezos, you look at Bill Gates, they, they keep a pretty low profile in terms of the things they do. But in like, I'd say the past two years, anything related to Twitter, anything related to tech you know that it's like at least a half degree of separation from Elon Musk somehow. So that's that's my take. How about you, Chris? Okay, so I, I got I got a number of opinions on this, but I'm just <laughs> I the the simplest opinion I have right now is I, I think you know there's a lot you can criticize about Elon Musk and I'm more on the side of like, I would prefer to criticize them him than like bring him up because there's a lot of people that are doing that anyway. But beyond that, the problem is you have this extremely circle jerky community of online people who will take anything Elon Musk says, like anything you can say <laughs> absolutely anything and give them crazy amounts of attention online for it. I think in a way, like Elon Musk is getting off on it in a weird way that encourages him to do just dumber shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, imagine you're Elon Musk, right? You know, and you're smart. You're obviously super smart um, and you're very respected. But, you know, like from a young age, 
like you, you're kind of an outsider, right? Like you're, you're just so smart that you, you have trouble like relating to your peers and, you know, you, you weren't very like popular. And now literally you could like type like one letter on Twitter and you have a bunch of like online, like weirdos that will like worship you. So that's why I think Elon Musk feels this need to like, you know, play to his audience and share all these like really shitty memes online that like, you know, he feels the need to be like, oh, look, guys, like I'm culturally relevant. But like, dude, you're like a tech CEO. Just like do that. You know what I mean? Like you don't need no one needs your shitty takes on like random things. But, you know, people give him like, you know, people give him an audience. And so he'll take that. And I that's like my sort of takeaway of like, you know, when I go through Twitter and look at anything Elon Musk has posted, you go straight to the comments and it is cringy as fuck. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's like dude, I noticed in the comments there's this trend of like people they'll be like, Oh, I like thank you, Elon. I approve of this tweet. And it's just like a, a selfie of them, and it's just like just a we- from the weirdest angle possible. <laughs> and it's just so like str- it's so bizarre. Like I've never seen it. People are just taking selfies. I approve of this tweet, Elon. But it almost seems it's like a like a meme. Like they have this own their own like little like subculture, this little like language that they speak kind of. Yeah, I think the other thing, too, is because he's actually a smart individual, they take his takes as if everything he says is going to be educated and and going to be smart. But he uses the same tactics that a lot of politicians do. And that's why it's really that's why it's like, yo, what is this? What is this worship of a. Of a guy that literally just builds rockets and electric vehicles, like that's that's his whole shtick. It's like, like you're rich, you're rich, and you build vehicles, but you're not you're not a comic book character. You're you're a human being with flaws. Yet he's worshipped as if he's like the next coming of Iron Man, who's a fictional character. <laughs> oh hey, wait, what do you? Iron Man isn't Robert oh. Downey Jr. is real drill. You know that, right? Oh, yeah, sorry. He's definitely a real guy. Yes, 100%. Robert Downey Jr. is is a real person. Um, Yo, don't talk shit on Robert Downey Jr., Jarrell. What the fuck, dude? But, uh... You you good, man, or... You're gonna have a problem? (laughs) You're gonna have a problem, Jarrell? Oh, gosh. Wait, wait. You guys... You guys okay? Has has the Elon Musk standum infected you, too? No, listen, man. You, talk, you can talk shit on Elon Musk all you want. Don't talk shit on my boy Robert Downey Jr. That's oh, okay. all I'm saying. Right. Okay, okay. Just wanted to see we're on the same page here. All right. All right. Well, yeah. All right. Well, just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless, regardless, I think there is a lot of just clear evidence. Like, it wasn't hard. I think the thing about this internet community for, for us was that we didn't have to go far to find Elon stance. Like it's 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 just there. You go to you go on Reddit, you go down far enough if it's in the the you know subreddit science or subreddit technology or basically anything that has any degree of separation from you know one or two degrees of separation from like electric vehicles or energy or technology, and you will find someone being like, oh, isn't Elon like doing something about that? Oh, isn't Elon like investing in clean energy? And you're just like, yo, dude, <laughs> <laughs> like why? <laughs> Like, Elon Musk isn't going to go to your house and like save your life, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, 
just from from my perspective, I mean, I'm someone who, quite honestly, I don't keep up with like a lot of internet trends. And so when I see Elon Musk, it's just like maybe on a YouTube video or like in a headline related to like business related things usually. So I don't, I don't really get a lot of exposure to these more like kind of social aspects. And it's interesting because Twitter is one of those platforms where you really get the least realistic view into someone's like perspective, just cause like the whole character limit, that's one thing, but also just the nature of Twitter. It almost seems like you're kind of, it's, it's very similar to like mainstream media where it's all about the, like the little sound bites, but it's in text form. Like that's, it's basically just that. It's like, all right, you're here for the sound bite. You get a bunch of fucking likes and that's, that's it. You don't really, it doesn't matter if, if you're factually correct, if you're charismatic and you have an entertaining perspective, like people are going to, to notice you and they're going to react one way or another. And that's the point is like, yeah, you're going to get a reaction and that's kind of like Chris was saying, you kind of get off on that or you kind of like, you enjoy the attention, even if it's like negative people just like shit talking you like we are to an extent, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, I think it's important to, you know, on that kind of end of things to bring up some of the questionable things he's actually done in basically the past seven, eight months. A couple of things here, the Tesla short, that's, I think, what a lot of people on the internet like to call it. Basically, when the valuation of Tesla, he was like, oh, wait, Tesla is like way too expensive. It should be lower than this. Stock tanked. And then all of a sudden just shot up like, you know, to the moon, similar to what happened with GME the past couple of weeks. And then they made a crap ton of money and they proceeded to do a stock split after the valuation just shot up. So everybody's like, wait, isn't that basically stock manipulation? SEC was like, okay, <laughs> let's look into that. But SEC moves slow, so a lot of things can change. And then the mass controversy where he was like, open up everything. And he was like getting really mad. And Yeah, that's was, right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, he was like playing into basically everybody's, uh, on the conservative side rather, uh, their their thoughts and like, oh, the economy is going to die if we don't go uh, open everything up. He's really, really leaning into that. And it kind of simultaneously happened with like the whole Texas factory and California factory ordeal where uh, he was negotiating with the California government about getting low tax rates so that he could put his factory here, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then even more recently, yeah, see, we got a lot. This guy has a lot of news. <laughs> he he got kind of into to the whole fiasco where he got named the richest man in the world. And then he responded on a tweet where he's like, okay, cool. And then that basically shot his stock price even higher for some reason. <laughs> And so he became even richer than when he was named the richest man in the world. And then to proceed even further with all this, he was one of the primary factors in the GME and AMC short squeeze. We're not really sure if it's really happening yet or, or what's going on in that case, but he was one of the first people to tweet out, you know, GME to the moon, AMC to the moon, whatever. And that proceeded to bring... GameStop and AMC into the Twitterverse plus the multi, you know, the mainstream media spotlight. And then at the same time, out of all of this, 
I can't even see. This is so much news about Elon. Like, and this was literally in just the past like month and a half. Immediately after he did all that with GME, this happened last week. He tweets out Dogecoin, and then Bitcoin, and for some reason, all these other big time investors and stuff changed their profiles, their profile bios, to hashtag BTC. And so Dogecoin and BTC. This is this was literally just last week. Today is February 9th, so first week of February. Both of those cryptocurrencies have just shot up like a mother. It is insane. And so it's actually amazing how much he understands that he has control over the media and the markets just by anything he says. People are just swayed to do those things that he wants to do. And honestly, I'm baffled consistently that he understands this now. And he actually said during the, his clubhouse kind of interview talk thing that he had to watch his words. Otherwise, Bitcoin might shoot up further. And then the day later, he literally makes he literally just tweets out, oh, Bitcoin. <laughs> and then Tesla like oh invests into Bitcoin. This dude knows what he's doing. He knows that he's pumping the market. And and I think, Chris, you mentioned just before we, we started recording the podcast that he's being investigated by the SEC. Is that right? Oh, well, so this is this is this is from a while ago. I forgot how long ago it was. So if you're a listener, you might remember this. Um, Elon Musk, one day on Twitter, he just posts like pretty much out of nowhere. He's like, I'm taking Tesla private at $420.69 per share. And because of that, the stock price just shot up. And of course, as we know, Tesla was not taken private, but because of like the speculation around that tweet, the stock price did shoot up. And because of that, the SEC was like investigating him. And I think, I think they issued him like a warning, like, yo, like you can't like do shit like that. That's like price manipulation. <laughs> but it goes to show like, you know, I mean, look, Jeff Bezos and like Tim Cook, like those motherfuckers aren't doing shit like this. Like Elon is, you know, he's just out here fucking wilding on social media doing whatever the fuck he wants for better or for worse. Yeah. And also, I think the crazy part about all of that, too, is he consistently makes statements against the SEC. He doesn't like them. And it's no wonder why. <laughs> it's like, dude, look, you're doing all this stuff to manipulate your your stocks. You're doing all this stuff to manipulate investors into buying into your shtick. So, of course, the SEC is going to keep investigating you. It's not because they have a personal vendetta against you. It's because you're literally doing things that are illegal. And so... I mean, he, he made that statement against the SEC during the whole GME and AMC thing a couple weeks ago where they asked him, oh, what is your take on the SEC? And he's like, well, I don't like them. They're just not good. And it's like, well, I wonder why. Like, even though the fact of the matter is the SEC, that's their job is to make sure you're not doing anything crony. But he's he's kind of been able to... to put himself against the SEC because of everything that happened with the GME stuff a few weeks ago. So it makes him look like the good guy and 
and SEC looks like the bad guy. <laughs> and he has the fan base to back him up. Yeah, 100%. Everybody's like, DeFi, DeFi, DeFi. I don't know if the listeners know what DeFi is, but DeFi stands for decentralized finance. <laughs> so Yeah. The thing is with Elon Musk, I feel like obviously the dude's really smart, but his audience it's full of like people who are dumb but think they're like smarter than the average person. You know, like there's there's this whole like vibe of like, oh my gosh, like if you don't like Elon Musk, you're just not smart enough to understand what a genius he is. Like, no, like we're all fucking aware of how much of a genius he is. But like they're completely unwilling to look at Elon Musk as in any kind of critical light. And it, I don't know. It's it, it's like a cult. I got. I'm, I'm putting it out there. It's like a cult. It's not like a cult. I think it is a cult. <laughs> it is a cult. <laughs> Man. Okay. So we got we got plague. We got cult. I'm trying to think of a something. Stan club. Stan. There we go. There we go. <laughs> oh man. I think something that kind of stands out. I mean, maybe maybe we can talk about like why this guy is so like why people why are people drawn to him a couple of reasons that i kind of i thought of of why i thought he was such an interesting guy was because yeah he's like a ceo he's like a founder of a lot of companies but he's on the record saying that he considers himself to be an engineer which is kind of interesting because like you don't hear bill gates you don't hear like Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, like Larry and Sergey, Google. You don't hear them saying like, we're engineers. They're like, no, no, we have like the, vi- we're visionaries. Like we're here to change the, it's like, no, Elon is like, yeah, I'm going to change the world, but I'm going to like have a stake in it as far as like the technical parts, which is like kind of unique. I'll, like I'll give him that. That's actually pretty interesting. Like he's putting his money where his mouth is. He isn't just like going and having oh my smart engineers will go and get the job done it's like no like i know what i'm doing too and it's big part because of me that we're getting all these things done which is like i think kind of interesting you don't like with so many ceos being like very fake very they just put on this veneer it seems like he he doesn't do that as much what are you guys thoughts on that you go first chris Oh, uh, wait, no, Jarrell. I'm still gathering my thoughts. Oh, okay. I, I can go then. <laughs> a couple things. I think that one, Elon is a really, really good personal brander. I think we talked about this a bit uh, a couple weeks ago on our VC Twitter podcast episode. And he is textbook definition of someone who knows how to hype up what he's doing. He knows how to explain it in technical terms, simplifies it, and self-promotes just really well. He is the person that other VCs try to emulate. You can see that in the way that VCs tweet. They try to say things that are memeable. They try to say things that are easy to take out of context, but is at the same time very relevant. And so he is basically what people look up to in order to define their branding their personal brand because they want to be considered the smart, funny one. They don't want to be the dumb Twitter person that (laughs) dumb jerk. (laughs) Yes. The dumb jerk on Twitter. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of what it is. And then afterwards, I think the the second piece to that is that he's also has the credibility, like the credibility, sorry, the credibility to back up what he's saying. 
So he's not saying things with empty words. So you, you take a good marketer plus a really good, incredible engineer, and you get this person that's pretty hard to refute. And also, he's a billionaire. So you throw that all together, it's really, really hard to to not find this person trustable. Because at the end of the day, it's all about trust. And kind of similar to the opposite end of the spectrum where people were basically worshiping Donald Trump, which we'll get to in a future episode. Elon Musk is like the equivalent on the other side. Smart, has a lot of successful companies, is a billionaire, and he does a lot of good, sort of. So... I mean, dude, he's been disrupting entire industries, right? Like, you think automotive, think of how, like, rapidly certain, like, com- companies in the automotive industry have started to innovate or, like, try to catch up because of Tesla. I think it's pretty astounding. Like, he, he's literally, he's lighting the fire under the ass of some of these companies, which I think is really great because, like, a lot of times these companies get away with putting out, like, just like next year's revision over like the same piece of shit that you released the year before. And it's like, no dude, like you need to start doing better. And I feel like that, that's something that I think that he's actually done pretty well showing like, Hey, no, we can do better and we will. And if you don't do better, then you're fucked. Yeah, pretty much. But what's your take, Chris? I mean, yeah, I, I I think, think from the perspective of like him ending himself and getting engagement he does a very good job of that by posting things that very easy to respond to yeah like that's irrefutable for sure i just think sometimes it's really funny because you can tell like how you can be kind of fragile sometimes and like sensitive um like you can tell he's self-conscious of his public image you remember back when there was that like kids like soccer team that was stuck in that cave in Thailand <laughs> and there's yeah. that diver that was like, yo, like Elon, you're being kind of fucking stupid. Like, you know, I know you're trying to help, but like you're being really fucking stupid. There's no way this shit will work. And then Elon just fucking lashes out like, yo, this dude's a fucking pedo. Like, <laughs> like he took that shit personally. And then, and like, you could tell like, the diver guy, like he, he definitely came at it from a very combative stance, but honestly, like I see the perspective, you know, like Elon definitely tried to use that, that, Oh, I guess tragedy, if you could call it, but yeah, I don't know if it's tragedy cause it ended, but from that situation, he tried to make it like a personal branding thing of like, you know, he has cultivated this image of like, Oh wow. Like, I'm the guy who's going to use my big wrinkly ass brain and my technology to save the world, you know, and bringing that expertise to something that he has no expertise in, which is, you know, saving people from caves by using this weird, like over-engineered like pod that like was nowhere near feasible to actually use. So I get why the diver was like, yo, like, why are you trying to like make this all about you? But then he got called a pedo by fucking Elon Musk. And then Elon Musk doubled down on that in front of reporters. And so, I don't know. It, I, I think it's pretty funny. You could tell kind of like he, he's a little insecure when it comes to his self-image. Jeez. I think Fair point. at that time he was like, 
He was trying to make himself be like Iron Man. Like, I can fly around from the other side of the planet, make this submarine real quick, save these kids, kiss a baby, and then just fucking leave. Exactly. <laughs> you better believe my boy Robert Downey Jr. is getting all that shit done, too. So, you know what? Sorry, buddy. you can't. No way Elon's getting that. Yeah, that lane's taken already. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, you know, there can't be two billionaire geniuses in the spotlight. That's why one's in fiction and one's unfortunately also in fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. One's Robert Downey Jr. No, I know what you mean, dude. No, that's, a good, that's an interesting take, though, Chris. Oh, sorry, uh, Hunter, you can continue. No, I mean, that's that's a good point, Chris. And it seems like, in general, he's <laughs> he, he can kind of seem like this edgy internet person who you would kind of think of like very stereotypical student sitting in the back row of the classroom i don't know like spouting richard dawkins quotes like god school is so fucking bullshit man sometimes like people's true intelligence can't be gauged by these arbitrary grades and it's like all right man we get it you have you have something to say and it's kind of great like you see all of these like ridiculous memes and like tweets that he makes. And it's like, what is happening? Like, especially when you think about like the crazy schedule he has, I don't know if you guys have seen like his schedule, but it's like two days, Tesla, two days, SpaceX. And then like, I don't know. It's like some crazy split because he also has like Starlink and Neuralink too. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I completely forgot about Neuralink. Holy, yeah. that was like all over press last year. Yeah, it's like a bunch of crazy shit. And yet he find he finds time to make like ridiculous tweets. Like he made a tweet. I'll just pull one up. No, I'll just read it because I thought it was so ridiculous. Jack in the Box should do double duty as a sperm donor clinic. Name is, and then he does like the Italian like, hey, samaissimo. He does like the, uh, you put your, your index finger and your thumb together and you do like the three Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Hey. the chef's kiss type thing, yeah. The chef's kiss, yeah, exactly. Um, this was in, like, October 27th. I don't know, it seems like there was, like, a lot going on in that in that time period. I think COVID was starting to, let's be real, COVID's always been, COVID's been on a consistent, like, right, so I guess we can't really use that, but, yeah, I don't know, it just, like, he's just always on that fucking shitpost grind, and I don't know how to feel about it, because it's, like, Aren't wait? Aren't you doing all of these like incredible things? Like, how do you have time to to like shit post? I think there's always time to shit post. <laughs> ah, shit. I, I I just I, I that's what I think. But the one thing I forgot to mention on on a side note, uh, including like the whole like his whole schedule thing, is the other hand of his internet persona is he's very open about his interests in anime he's a weeb or at least that's how he's branded himself as uh elon musk is a weeb yeah yeah he he, he, oh elon must be the type to watch dubbed anime i don't trust this man (laughs) dude he made a tweet tesla should make cat girl robots and it was like a poll and uh 82 percent absolutely (laughs) So I don't know. Maybe maybe we have some cat girls in our in our future. Jeez, <laughs> kawaii. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> dude, 
Dude, he is something else, man. He is something off the else. rails. It's off the rails. This man needs to be reined in. <laughs> Someone needs to come get this man. Dude, well, he's married to Grimes. Grimes, Grimes needs to reel him in. Dude, Grimes was also. I don't trust Grimes. <laughs> There's no, there's no fucking way. Yeah, like, yo, I'm gonna have Grimes have a talk to Elon about common sense. No, I don't think that's gonna happen. No, it's even worse too. Is that Grimes? Gave, like, was it Dave Chappelle? This happened like a month ago or something. Dave Chappelle caught COVID because he was hanging out with Grimes and Joe Rogan in Texas. Oh my god, he got COVID from them. Yeah. So out of. Dude. out of everything out of everything going on that's that's what happens right so Jesus you can't trust Christ. grimes to to rein him in you can't trust his own fandom which is the whole reason why we're here to rein him in because they just keep hyping him up and it's crazy like i, I think just in general how if you don't look into it you will think that he is consistently doing a lot of good because if you're not on Twitter, you don't see all the shit he's posting and all the shit that he gets involved in. And I've had a lot of friends, you know, talk very well of him and say they still want a Tesla. And I go, have you seen him tweet this out? And they're like, what? (laughs) So I don't know. Like you have, you have to give credit to this man for completely understanding how to manipulate the internet and his internet followers. There's just, that's another genius that he, he has. The man knows how to manage an account, dude. The man knows how to manage an account. That's for sure. Yeah. Maybe it's, okay. uh, what if, what if it's not him? Oh, if it isn't that? him. Oh, um, could you imagine the person? You were talking like, about, yeah. You were talking about how busy this dude is, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you've got billions of dollars moving around in every direction every single day. You think, like, this dude, you know, has time to think of all these, like, shit posts? <laughs> what if it's, like, a carefully cultivated personal branding strategy carried out by, like, a public relations firm that, you know, outsource? He's outsourcing the tweets and every. No, there's no way. But, but you can see it. Dude, um, this, I could tell you the same agency that so like the trump administration probably saw the agency that was like running musk's account and was like oh shit (laughs) (laughs) yo have we got the account for you and uh, that was that was 2016 to 2020 hey that's i i could see it twitter does have this thing called tweet deck now are you have you guys are you guys aware of that what is it basically you can attach multiple accounts like you can give multiple accounts, administrative access to another account. You can tweet on their behalf and they won't be able to tell that it is you. In fact, Sweden did this for a while. They'd been using TweetDeck for a long time where every week they would give the account to a Swedish person just to like post about like their daily lives or whatever. So they had full control over Sweden's Twitter feed. So I don't want to be a conspiracy nut here, but that's definitely not outside of the realm of possibility. Plus, I think we've done a pretty good job of identifying what the key features are in an Elon Musk type brand and situation. 
So with his direction, I'm sure that the things that he does could be carefully crafted. I mean, I think Hondro, you and I talked about this months ago when he was he was doing the whole mass controversy stuff and the whole COVID controversy <laughs> thing where he's like, oh, open everything, yada, yada, yada. And so many conservatives really liked that, that if you went down into the comments, a lot of them were promising to buy the cyber trucks. <laughs> They're like, oh, oh my gosh, my Elon, like, I'm going to buy your cyber trucks. You are a true patriot, whatever. And I was like, wait, what is going on? Like the same conservatives that were very critical of Elon when he kind of played the leftist, left-leaning, I guess, liberal, <laughs> were now just like on the same side. I, I it's just baffling to me. <laughs> yeah, it is a uh, it's craziness for sure. I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe he like maybe there's like a golden ticket incentive for like Tesla uh, purchasers were like if you buy like the millionth tesla then you can like tweet as elon and the fact <laughs> maybe there's like a hundred billion tesla purchases so you just have like a million like really shitty memes out of his account you got you got someone who loves cat girls and wants tesla to build cat girl robots you know tesla going bankrupt so bankrupt you can't even believe it like dude there's there's some bizarre shit like Dr. Bernie Eggman Sanders, I'm once again asking for the Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> like, there's some shit on here, dude. Like, I, I couldn't even think of this shit. So, like, I don't know if he could. I don't know how he has the mental capacity, dude. That's just that's what gets me. Like, I have to. I have to think that. Like, now that you mention it, Chris, there, dude, there's there has to be an agency. Like, there has to be. Oh, okay. Yeah. I. I. On one end. Yes, but also on the other end, he's tweeted some dumbass shit before. Like, if he's tweeting shit that, like, can get him in trouble with the SEC, like, I don't know if any agency wants their name associated <laughs> with that shit. Dude, what if it's like, what if he's playing a game where it's like, okay, you tweet something and then I'll try to, I'll, I'll try to weasel my way out of it as if I was the one who said it. And so you get this, these like crazy things like, oh yeah, I'm actually going to be selling my house and all my possessions. And then Elon's like, I said, what? I okay yeah no I'm I'm gonna be selling all my possessions and uh, yeah this is I'm just trying to show how human beings really shouldn't be shackled to like physical and she has to she has to just like come up with like some some fucking ideology around a tweet that someone else made I feel like that would actually be kind of fun like you get to that billionaire status and you're like dude what else maybe that's just one of the few ways you can like have fun <laughs> dude what <laughs> I don't know dude I'm just yeah I'm just I'm theory crafting here. You're theory like, I've I've won capitalism. I need to figure out other ways to get entertained. Entertain myself. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Hey, who knows, man? I ultimately speaking, he is achieving everything that people who are engineers and want to make it big as entrepreneurs want i mean he literally achieves he, he's won he, he's won the game of capitalism just like jeff bezos so i think at the same time I, he just doesn't really care what he gets caught for because he's going to get people to justify whatever he says <laughs> so hence the stance fair play to him man fair play to him what do you guys think uh rating time i think it's about that time in this podcast indeed sir all right well what do you guys rate this weird internet community
we can have you start off, Alejandro or Chris, whichever <laughs> one. And to remind listeners, this is a score out of 10. Zero being not weird at all. 10 being weird as fuck. Uh, and then anything in between is just whatever we want. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think, okay. I, so I think it's kind of unique how someone can have such a ridiculous, like, s- stronghold on their audience. It's like, yeah, dude, they, they just, they're just like leaning into every word he says. And I think that's actually pretty interesting. I think that his content is actually pretty entertaining as well. Agree or disagree with what he says. You're going to, you're going to get a reaction when you look at like five of his tweets, you're going to be like, Jesus Christ, like what is happening? So I'm going to give, but I don't know if it's weird necessarily, like a 10 out of 10 weird, because I do think there's a lot of just like memes. It's like, yeah, I could probably get these memes from like Reddit or even if I need to like 4chan or whatever. So I think for that reason, I'm going to give it a seven out of 10. I think he is very influential and he, that leads to some really cool shit, some really interesting things, but I don't think it's, there's, I mean, we do, we did furries. <laughs> so I mean, we have to kind of get the up our game. We yeah, have to up true. our fucking standards, you know? So seven. All right. What do you, what do you say, Chris? Yeah, honestly, I'm going to have to give this community five and a half. I, I think like, as far as this goes, I don't think it's really that weird. Like, yes, like the the blind adoration of Elon Musk is definitely weird. It's not normal. But also, I would say it's a fairly mainstream, like, stance to have. Like, you know, if you didn't take a critical perspective at, like, you know, like some of the shitty things he does, like, it's very easy to like this guy, you know, because he, like, makes things and, like, he does things that other people thought were impossible. Is I don't think it's necessarily weird. I think the circle jerkiness of it is a little strange, but I can totally see why people do it. And yeah, I don't think it's that weird of a community. It's just a little culty, you know? So yeah, I'll give it a five and a half. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you both for your takes. For for me, I'm going to give this rating probably even lower than yours, Chris. I would say oh. about a four. Oh, shit. Um. Yeah, the reason being is that, okay, one, I'm a little biased because I engage in this community quite often on Twitter. But primarily, the vast majority of the Elon (laughs) stand-up, the vast majority of the Elon stand-up, I find to be quite normal. Like, they're, they're not as crazy as a lot of other fandoms. Mainly, I'm comparing them to the K-pop stands, which we'll cover in a future episode. <laughs> and overall, unless like they're just blatantly, blindly worshipping him, the stands in general, uh, I think, are just doing it more for, for the sake of it being a fun thing. And also because Elon kind of represents this vision of the future and people who kind of subscribe to his philosophy about kind of working towards progress uh, isn't really a weird thing. It's it's like like you said, Chris, it's very normalized. So compared to our other communities, which have just like a very odd following and like I have to wrap my head around it half the time, this one just makes a lot of sense to me. That doesn't that doesn't make them not weird though, because I've ran into a lot of tweets where they think <laughs> Elon and them have some special <laughs> friendship. And they're like, yo, Elon, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm down on my luck, bro. Uh, here, here's my, like, they put 
a full-on bank account number and routing number. I, I legit oh. saw this today. I, I don't I'm gonna look for that tweet again, but literally one of the replies was this guy's full routing and bank number. And was like, yo, Elon, I'm about to be homeless in a week. I mean, this man probably has nothing to lose, so that's like that's probably pretty chilling <laughs> yeah. to do that. Like, what, what, what are you gonna do from this account? <laughs> yeah, geez, man. I I don't know. But anyways, he's like, I'm down on my luck. Like anything helps. I already put a lot of my savings in in Dogecoin as well. But you know, Jeez. and I was just like, why? Why is this? Why is this a thing? I. I but then again, you know, I, if I go on any other standum, kind of see something very similar, but in a more like crazy obsessive way with gifts and stuff. But <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, I, I think it is deservedly a four. There's there's nothing like if if we're comparing it, like I said, to VC Twitter or fan life i i still think that it's it's about the same but like slightly less just because of the fervor behind it uh, but anyways let's now add up the scores and average it so i gave a four chris you gave a five and a half is that right yes sir and then alejandro you gave a seven, seven which is quite a quite a nice number uh divide that and okay i multiplied my mistake Sorry, this is it's been a very long time since I've done math. Okay, so we get a weird internet rating of five and a half. It's actually Ooh. that's actually pretty uh our lowest. This so is our far. lowest one. I think this is our lowest one. Wow. Yeah. I think it's it just, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I it yeah. goes to it goes to prove that our totally quantitative picking methodology <laughs> is accurate. 100%. I think there's no better model than the model that we use on this podcast. Just take my word for it. All, all you listeners, we, we are the best score raters on this planet. Objectively. Objectively. Indubitably. Anyways, yeah, wonderful score. Neural network is it's slowly it's slowly gaining like more data points, and I think it's going to be by episode twenty. It's going to be like pinpointing exactly where these communities should be. So don't you guys worry. Don't oh yeah, worry. as we go forward, it's just going to be like move the decimal place over. Like we're going to be so exact. Zero point five five. Yes, exactly. Well, anyways, that covers the rating. So. Final thoughts, my friends, about the Elon standup. You want to go first, Andrew? Not much for me. I think smoke more blunts, and then I'll hop on some Tesla stock, and then ride that shit out until I retire. You know, that's all I got to say. Thanks, Elon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right, Chris. How about yourself? Final yeah. thoughts. Final thoughts. You know, if you like Elon Musk, that's cool. I don't fault you for that. Keep in mind that like you you can't follow this man to the end of the earth because you don't know when this man's going to get canceled for doing or saying or uh, doing some shit. Like you know what I mean? Like don't don't put all your don't put all your eggs in this basket. You know, there's better people out there to stand. Yeah, don't put all your Doge coins in Elon Musk's wallet. Also, yeah, don't trust this man's fucking investment advice. It's <laughs> fucking terrible. Don't don't buy Dogecoin. Or I mean, I guess you could if you want, but. Yeah, we are not financial like, advisors, but yes. We're not financial advisors. Don't buy Dogecoin. Yeah, I think that's what I have to say. Great. For me, my final thoughts are the only thing that could make the Elon standum and 
this whole thing better is when Elon Musk finally releases a cologne called Elon's Musk. And we can 100% say that he is selling snake oil. Oh, because that's probably what it'll be made of. Oh, my God. Well played, sir. Oh, my God. I don't want to smell Elon's Musk. That sounds disgusting. Poor Grimes, dude. Hey, dude, that might be what he put on his head to grow all his hair back. So, who knows? Yeah, a little hair serum. Nah, dude. Stem cells. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Yes, the most advanced stem cells. Anyways, wonderful. Thank you both for your final thoughts. I'm truly looking forward to the future where we know everything is run by memes. We're going to absolutely love that. And this is the end of episode five of the Weird Internet Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Jarrell, and my two co-hosts, Chris and Alejandro. Today was a very, very fun episode where we got to talk about Elon's Musk, Standom, and everything weird that they do, and kind of everything weird that Elon does. So kind of a trickle-down situation of weirdness. So next week, though, we're going to be diving into a topic that is near and dear, I think, to all of our hearts, the K-pop stands. Yes, indeed, indeed. I think Alejandro is a big fan of the K-pop group Blackpink and Twice. And uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't actually know if he does. No, I'm uh, a humanist. I'm a human. I, I'm old school. Oh, he's old school. old school. Sorry. SNS. Or what is it? Yeah, SNSD, right? Girls' Generation. Huna. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Classics. Absolutely <laughs> classics, yes. We, we, are, we are the original K-pop standum before the standum became the way it is today. But anyways, next week we'll be covering that topic of K-pop stands and just what happened and why is it BTS and all these new K-pop groups being the straw that broke the camel's back of Twitter. But yes, come join us next week and we're going to have some fun with that. Anyways... Take care and thank you for listening. See ya. Thanks, y'all. See you next time.